welcome back to Educate Ebony, the metal edition. We are on episode seven. Oh my gosh, how time flies. I hope we're all having fun. If you listened last week, last episode, I spoke to Nikki Bruman of Blood Command and she told me to listen to Rhea by Oathbreaker. And I did and I have a lot of thoughts. Oh my gosh, what an amazing album. So I did go for a walk at dusk alone, just with my headphones on by the Brisbane River. It was beautiful. Definitely the perfect listening notes for this album. I think you need to be in your own head. No distractions. Among Nature is beautiful as well. And honestly, it's just an intense album. It is somber and beautiful. Caro, the vocalist, her her vocals are amazing. She can scream so, so well. And her cleans are almost angelic or just very, very controlled and beautiful. But the album starts off very mellow. It's all cleans and it's just, I can't explain. You just go listen to it, okay? Go listen. But watch out for the second song because it scared the hell out of me. Uh, It just leads straight from the first song into the second and it is all screams. Oh my goodness. Gave me a bit of a bit of a fright. And my favorite song is definitely Needles in Your Skin. I think it's the contrast between the beautiful cleans and the very brutal screams. She's just very good at it. I think you definitely do have to listen to this album alone. I can't imagine listening to it with others around. I just don't think it would fit. It has a real intimate feel. Like if I were listening to it at home and someone walked in, I would feel like they interrupted my private alone time with this album. Like it needs your full attention. You can't have it on in the background and just go about your day. It's a bit too serious for that. And after listening to Rhea, I can definitely see how it's inspired Nikki's vocals. I see a lot of similarities, which is really cool. And if you haven't already, uh, check out the Audio Tree session on YouTube. But I tell you what, if, if you didn't already get it from the actual album, it's some Lord of the Rings soundtrack shit. Like, that is beautiful. Some high fantasy movie, some dramatic scene. They need to be playing Oathbreaker. And in the Audio Tree session, they also talk about how they made the cover art, which, if you have a look, it looks like moving water or transparent cloth over her hands. But it's actually candle wax, hardened candle wax. They said that they basically had a huge water tank. They hung her from a crane and they poured hot wax on the surface and just lowered her in, feet first, and then somehow got that shot with the hands. So if you haven't already listened to Rhea by Oathbreaker, check it out. It is well worth your time. But now, let's kick off this episode of Educate Ebony. And this is a special one because I'm so excited to introduce Max Cavalera. He is one of the most influential musicians in the heavy metal scene. I mean, have you heard of Sepultura, Soulfly, Nail Bomb, Cavalera Conspiracy, Killer Be Killed, and Go Ahead and Die? So, yeah, that's right. We're about to get educated. Welcome to the podcast, Max. It's an honor to have you. Thank you. The list just keeps growing. The list of bands just keep growing. But uh, good to be here with you talking today. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I'm ready. You better lay it on me. What is the one metal album you think I need to hear? So, yeah, I wreck my brain a little bit. On, on something that I think could be essential for you to hear, and I came up with Judas Priest. So my favorite one, it'll be British Steel. Awesome. Okay, so why? What makes this album so great? I right, saw so from the iconic name of the album to the uh, album cover, which is a, a hand holding uh, a razor. It came out in 1980. And it's just full of just classic heavy metal songs, 
um, Rapid Fire, Metal Gods, and of course, uh, probably the most famous Judas Priest song of all time, Breaking the Law. I mean, everybody knows Breaking the Law. Uh, I cover with Soulfly many times. But there's a lot of, like, still really uh, not-so-famous songs that are really good. Grinder, uh, Living After Midnight, that's a hit. I love that song. I guess, like, you can say, so that's the party song of the album, you know? You can party of the, on the song. And uh, United, those are all great songs. You don't have to be old to be wise, which is, that's good. That That's for all of us. You don't have to be old to be wise, you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a great heavy metal record. If you, you know, like, we all love heavy metal. And if you want to get initiated... Why not start with the best? You know, I think Rob Halford is the metal god for a reason. You know, he, he's been there forever. Since I was a young kid in Brazil, I remember seeing Rob Halford in, in rock magazines with all the spikes and the leather. And my wife, actually, she had a bar here in Phoenix. Uh, she used to have a place called the Bootleggers, and Rob Halford used to come and hang out at her bar. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so she she told me that story. I was super jealous, you know, like, I was in Brazil still when that was happening. But, uh, yeah, just, I mean, the guitar work, you know, it's just amazing. The double guitar attack, it's a solid rhythm. The bass and the drums, solid. It's just a fantastic, fantastic record, you know. It's like, it's, a, it's definitely one of the most classic albums ever. I cannot. I I I love the video for breaking the law. It's hilarious. It's just them on a converter driving around England somewhere. It is just yeah. really cool. I think that's eighties. You know, that's nineteen eighty. So that's the beginning for all of us. For me, at least, uh, in nineteen eighty, I was eleven years old. So I was discovering discovering mm-hmm. heavy metal at that time, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think uh, it's a great record. It's it's short too. It's only thirty six minutes, which I think is a it's a sign of a good record when it's not really long. I love short records like that that they don't need to be real long. It was produced by Tom Allen. He's a really good. He produced a lot of the Priest records, and it's just uh, it's just an amazing record. I don't know what else to say. It's just it's a perfect heavy metal. I mean, it, yeah. it's the kind of record that you put in. You want to put your battle vest on. You put your denim your leather with the Danny on it. You want to scratch Judas Priest on your on your school desk and get detention for it, you know? <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It just, you just want to get in trouble. It just it drives you to trouble, you, you know? It, trouble calls you when you listen to this record, you know? It's like, let's get you some shenanigans. It's a perfect record for that. I love it. That's beautiful. Do you remember when you first heard it? So, yeah, so we had this friend who was... He lived on the corner of our house, on our street, and he was an older guy. He probably was around his on his on his fifties, and he was a, a serious heavy metal collector. And he used to, to collect records, and he used to buy them imported because a lot of those records you could not buy in Brazil. So that was the first time I saw he had he had a lot of the Judas Priest records. He had Unleashed in the East, Screaming for Vengeance, all the. Uh, scene after scene, all, all the classics, and then, of course, yeah, he also had British Steel. And uh, so I remember going to his house and listening for the first time, and it's just, it sounds killer, it sounds great. You know, it's, um, 
all those songs, you know, Breaking the Law, Rapid Fire, Metal Gods, Leaving It After Midnight. They're all instant classics. I think even today, if Judas Priest plays live, they gotta play Breaking the Law. They have to play Leaving After Midnight. I think there's like, if they don't play those songs, there's gonna be a riot. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to meet Rob Halford in Australia. I finally met him after so many years. Because uh, we both live in Phoenix. For many years, he lived in Phoenix, but I never, I never ran into him when I was here. But I was playing in Australia, I think it was like five years ago, four, four or five years ago, and he was there, and I was there with Killer Be Kill. And um, we were passing each other through the backstage area, and we ended up talking. And it was just like one of those moments, like I had to hold my shit together because I was freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm better ex-professional, but inside of me, I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Rob Halford. <laughs> this is so cool. Um, you know, he told me he liked the Killer BQ record, and that just made my life. Not even my day, it made my life. I, was like, oh, I can die now, you know, I already had, I have an album approved by the Metal God. It's, I, I, I accomplished what I came here to do. <laughs> yeah, that's um, definite validation for sure. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, do you remember when it became an important album to you? Was it when, you know, you became a musician and you realized this album is actually incredibly good and it was like, this is, I need to be listening to this more? So, yeah, so when we were jamming this record at my friend's house, we really didn't knew, you know, and that was like in 1981, 82, you know, so, so Bridge Steel was already two, three years old. Um, yeah. I think I really rediscovered these records a little bit later in my career, probably... After I went through the phase of black metal, thrash metal with Sepultura, I started listening to some old classics, uh, you know, again, and revisiting those records and came across British Steel, which I do have it on vinyl. And then you realize just how good it is, and it was done, uh, you know, alone. It was done in 1980, so you got to put that in perspective. It was so heavy for 1980, you don't understand, you know, like, that those songs yeah. were... You know, there's double bass, there's like fast beats. That's the beginning. In this record, you can find all the foundations for thrash metal. And they're all in there, you know, in, in songs like Rapid Fire and um, and Grinder. You know, it's all there. It's all the ingredients that later will, you know, I, I think, I'm sure you can ask Metallica if it wasn't for British Steel, they wouldn't be here, you know. So it's that much of a powerful record. And like I said, the, the, the iconic album cover, which is so crazy, like the picture of the hand holding a razor. I don't even know how the fuck they did that. <laughs> That's before digital, you know? That's got to be like some really, really photography trick, like made it, uh, you know, they probably had a, a razor made a little bigger to fit the guy's hand. And what a great name, British Steel. I actually tried to steal the name in one of the Soulfly songs. I made a song called American Steel, but it was never as big <laughs> as, as Priest. <laughs> Priest did it first, and, you know, it's it's always going to be their, their stamp on the metal world. Uh, but like I said, this is the kind of record. You go home, you put your you put your, your leather, you put your denim vest on it, and uh, you air guitar the whole record. It's great. <laughs> Amazing. Probably with a broom, air guitaring, holding a broom, watching yourself in the mirror, and, you know, dreaming of one day being on a stage. That This is the record to do that. If you have inspirations to be a, a rock star in the future, this is this is the record to do it. You grab a broom, grab a mirror, grab a denim vest, a leather, and hopefully you have a little bit of hair. You can headbang. Um <laughs> 
you're you're there. You're there. You it, you mentally transport you to a stage, and all your fantasies <laughs> let it all fly through the room. I love it. You've literally just given me my listening notes. So when I listen to this album, that's what I have to do. Yeah, it's it's great, and it's, it comes from you know that era, which is um, I think now it's known as the new wave of British heavy metal. There's a lot of great records being made at that time. You know, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff I really like, like Angel Witch, are amazing, of course, Def Leppard. But I still think Priest is the kings of it, the, the gods of it, you know. And uh, I'll, I'll put them proudly. Um, sorry, Iron Maiden, you have to come in second when it comes to Priest. Well, obviously this is an album that you've listened to a lot and it's been out since 1980, so everyone has had a long time to really listen to every single detail. But is there an aspect of this album that you really love and you reckon maybe others, for example me, you know, I don't have a lot of musical technical background, do you reckon there's an aspect that maybe I would miss if I were just listening to it and there's something I should watch out for? They had a lot of great records, but I think uh, I think on this one, um, it just just feels more complete. Like from beginning to the end, they were firing in all the cylinders. There's no bad song. Just that, that's and that's like that's kind of critical if you want to have a perfect album. You can have one shit song. There's no filler. There's no one song that you go, oh, that's a filler. You know, this song doesn't need to be here. That doesn't happen on British Steel. Every song is fucking amazing and great. Like, uh, all the way through, if you run through the order, you know, from Rapid Fire all the way to Stiller, it's just ripping. And I think, uh, and then you had the hits. You had Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight, which are real, like, they're heavy metal hit songs, you know? They, they are, they're almost like... I would say they're pop songs, but they have this power of a pop song. They're just as great as, as a pop song can be. And I think that's extremely hard to, to make a record that it's, it's hard and it's heavy and, uh, and hard. At the same time, has really, really catchy songs like Breaking the Law and Living, Living After Midnight. They're just, just as catchy as it can get. You get everybody singing them. So, yeah, it's a pretty pretty close to, to perfect record. I think there's a 30th uh, anniversary edition out there with live DVD, CD. Uh, I don't have that one yet, but I definitely, somebody... It's on the wish list. Pick it up. You know, that's definitely something cool to have. Noted. Amazing. Well, obviously it stands up for you in 2021. Do you think it's going to stand up in another couple of years, another 20 or so years? Still be an amazing album that people look back on and be like, yeah, still got it. Oh, for sure. There's, I mean, this record is going to age like fine wine because it's not really about, about how heavy the record because as as we get older, the stuff that was heavy in the 80s is not, doesn't seem as heavy anymore because the music just gets keep getting heavier and heavier. But as far as quality, that's where we separate the boys from the man. And that's the, what this, this record <laughs> has. It's a like high quality of great songs, you know. And then if, if they just had just written Breaking the Law on his own already, would have been amazing feat just to have that song on the record. But on top of that, they put Living After Midnight, which is a complete fucking hit. It's a, the hit of hits. And then if you want to rock in, like harder, you have Metal Gods, which na- the name says it all. Or you have Rapid Fire, like I said, it's the beginning of thrash metal and Grinder. 
And then there's some, some groove stuff, like You Don't Have to Be Old to Be White. That's a really groovy song. It's, it's great. And uh, The Rage and Steeler. So, yeah, this record is going to survive. Uh, it's, it already has survived the test of time. But I think as, as the older it gets, uh, the more appreciated it's going to get. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to ask people for autograph, but I would love to have my vinyl autograph by the godfather himself, (laughs) (laughs) the metal god. (laughs) If that, that would be one wish if I could get one record autograph, that's uh, probably, that would be, and it's so cool that Halford is still out there and it still sounds fucking great. After all these years, the man sounds amazing has not lost. His voice sounds just amazing. They do have a new guitar player, but, you know, it doesn't matter. They still kicks ass and they represent metal forever with the leather and the spikes and the Harley Davidson's on the stage. It's like a picture that stays with you in your mind. So, yeah, this record's gonna get old and it'll be just fine. It's gonna get better and better, actually. Oh, you love to hear it. It's going to live forever. And there we have it. The one metal album that Max Cavalera thinks that you and I should listen to is British Steel by Judas Priest. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Max. i got to go jam it right now. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to listen to it from your point of view. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Nice talking to you. Man, it's so hard. I know. <laughs> There's so many great records. 